It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Friday, July 7th, 2023. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. A Sitka man will spend three years in prison for pointing a gun at an individual and then firing into the floor. 42-year-old Azurius Stamets was convicted in Sitka Superior Court on June 16th to one count of misconduct involving a weapon and one count of attempting to deliver a controlled substance, both felonies. Stamets also pleaded guilty to one misdemeanor count of violating condition of release for a separate felony charge. According to police records, dispatch received a call from an individual in the early morning hours of July 11, 2021, reporting that he had been threatened by a man with a gun who subsequently fired a shot through the floor. Police responded and took Stamets into custody without incident. Later, after obtaining a search warrant for the residence, officers identified a bullet hole in the floor and located a spent casing from a 9mm pistol. On completion of his prison sentence, the court has ordered Stamets to serve four years probation. Sitka's airport terminal is overdue for a much-needed expansion, and the city anticipates that federal funding will help get the project off the ground this fall. City engineer Michael Harmon recently updated the Sitka Chamber of Commerce on some of the ideas going into the updated terminal. KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports. Sitka's airport terminal is far behind the times. There's not enough room for anything in the building, from a secure passenger departure lounge to a place for the TSA to screen luggage. The departure lounge is probably where most people register the building's inadequacies. We want to expand the departure lounge and hold room. I think all of us who go through that airport, especially in the summer, realize how that hold room is just woefully undersized. We have to remove a lot of the seating just so we have room for standing room only. We have days where um, that room can be over 90 degrees and uh, folks just can't tolerate it and have to leave, which is very challenging given its security. It's probably the area most notable as a passenger that you would notice going through our airport as a um, deficiency. Harmon says the plan is to create a much larger departure lounge with all the trimmings. Large restrooms up here. We have an area to lease out for lounge and concession space, very similar to what you'd see in the Ketchikan or Juneau airports. You'll get food while you're in there. The state of Alaska owns Sitka's airport. The city of Sitka owns the terminal building. Harmon said that a major renovation is possible because the state has agreed to partner with the city to improve the building, and there is also money expected from the Federal Aviation Administration. The total project will come in at about $40 million. There are several other major problems in the current facility that the renovation will address. The baggage claim is small, and arriving passengers who've retrieved their bags have to navigate back to the main door through departing passengers who are checking in. It's called cross-traffic, and a much larger claim area and a new exit should fix it. We have the room to put in a L-shaped baggage belt, and when you put the shape to it, it significantly lengthens the belt, which translates to more ability for passengers, more length for them to pull bags from and and be more efficient. The basic plan is to build a two-story addition at the east of the existing terminal building. There will be a glass sky bridge connecting the new building to the old, which will be remodeled to eliminate departures and focus instead on arrivals. 
The skybridge would connect to the existing jet bridge and could be expanded should another airline come into Sitka and want to use another jet bridge. The addition will limit the view from the Nugget restaurant somewhat, but Harmon says there are possibilities for improvement there as well. Gift shop area still remains the same, and the Nugget restaurant, again, I show that remaining the same. Um, the funding that, that we're receiving is not eligible to make any improvements to those private concession areas. It's really up to the concessionaires to make improvements. Certainly, the restaurant has an opportunity um, in the future, if they wanted to, to expand out a little further here to get closer to that frontage um, view will be a little bit tunneled um, as this is laid out. They could also possibly go up two-story and then all the way out, getting close to that glassed over jet bridge connection here that we have. And that's why we have it glassed. So um, there's a lot of transparency and visibility through that for the nugget if they do want to expand. Harmon says work on the addition could begin as early as this fall, pending federal funding, which is expected in August. The local burden on taxpayers is negligible, Harmon says, unless you fly. To get the ball rolling, the city issued just over $4 million in revenue bonds in 2019 to begin the planning process. The bonds are paid for by a PFC a passenger facility charge on airfares to and from Sitka. But everyone else is paying the PFC too. Um, it's a little over $6 on each ticket that you purchase coming and going from the airport. So every time you travel, you'll pay a little bit into this $4 million. But other than that, little tax burden of Sitka. If all goes according to schedule, Sitka's airport terminal expansion will be completed by the end of 2025. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration is testing out a new marine drone this summer to help survey fish populations in the waters off Alaska's coast. As KMXT's Kirsten Dobroth reports, the agency says the new technology could transform the work it does, from stock assessments for fisheries to marine mapping. Alex DeRobertis is a biologist with NOAA Fisheries. He's standing in a big warehouse on Kodiak's Pier 2 next to Drix. That's the name of what is essentially an unmanned robotic boat NOAA plans to launch this summer. It's probably about two and a half feet wide total, about 24 feet long, and um, it's powered by a diesel engine. The Drix looks kind of like the top part of a bright red submarine just visible at the water's surface. There's a couple ways to control it, from the research vessel Oscar Dyson or remotely using Starlink satellite internet. DeRobertis says it's a big first for the agency and there's not much technology like it anywhere else. You know, five years ago you couldn't do this. Ten years ago this was science fiction. That's because although Drix is physically small, it has big potential for transforming the way researchers complete stock assessments for Alaska's fisheries. A pod under the vessel is equipped with sonar equipment that sends pulses of sound out into the water. The signals bounce back when they reach something. Think of it like a high-tech fish finder. Scientists can then combine that data with data from trawl surveys to get a better picture of the midwater column, where fish like pollock are typically found. DeRobertis says NOAA plans to use Drix for coastal mapping, too. So the basic idea here is that the ship and the robot are going to be side-by-side side working in the same area. The robot is going to make half the acoustic measurements, and the ship is going to trawl where it sees fish and where the robot sees fish. 
Scientists have only tested out the Drix in Puget Sound. This summer is a big trial run, though. The Drix will be used in the Gulf of Alaska for the first time and in tandem with research teams completing midwater stock assessments aboard the Oscar Dyson. Researchers will compare the data to see how Drix performed. When Drix isn't in use, it will be stored on the deck of the Oscar Dyson. That's another big part of this summer's test run to see how feasible it is to actually use the marine drone in Alaska. How do we do this launch and recover it from a ship and, and sort of incorporate it in all, of our, in all of our operations? And really the only way to do that is to actually do it. If it all goes according to plan, Drix might end up being a regular part of the surveys in the future. In Kodiak, I'm Kirsten Dobrath. Alaskans in Southeast might want to slip off their extra tufts and find some shade this weekend. The National Weather Service has issued a special weather statement for heat in the region. And it comes just a few days after what scientists are unofficially calling the hottest day on record for the world. Edward Liskey, a meteorologist with the National Weather Service's Juno office, says people will be feeling the heat. He says to expect temperatures hovering around 80 degrees through Friday and into Saturday. And then a little bit cooler towards Saturday, probably mid-70s, and then we're going down, then we're cooling down as we get into uh, Sunday and Monday, but we're still going to be around 70 for those time periods. The southern southeast area and the inside channels will get the bulk of the heat through the weekend, but other communities will also see warmer weather than usual. Prince of Wales Island and Ketchikan are expected to reach highs around or just above 80, according to the Weather Service's forecast. Petersburg could see temperatures in the mid-70s to 80, while Wrangell is expected to hover in the high 70s. Juneau is also expected to see temperatures stay in the mid to upper 70s. Sitka's forecast is a bit cooler, with temperatures in the upper 60s through the weekend. Liskey explained what's causing the hot conditions in the southern panhandle. We got a uh, ridge of high pressure just to our, uh, just to our west that's uh, keeping us with offshore flow, so that's why we have the clear of clouds and uh, sunny, sunny conditions. And that usually gives us the uh, warmer temperatures that we have during the uh, summertime months. Liskey offered some advice for staying cool this weekend. Drink lots of water and limit your outdoor exercise. If, you've, if you're feeling hot, get feeling warm. Get inside somewhere cool. Get in the shade. Temperatures are supposed to dip back down next week. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. And speaking of weather, we'll now take a quick look at the weather for Sitka for today, Friday, July 7th, 2023. Today, mostly sunny with a high near 70, northwest wind around 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear with a low around 54, northwest wind around 10 miles per hour. You're tuned in to your community radio station, Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Good morning. Good morning.